We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of KCS Update. It's Wednesday, August 10th. The team is off, but Nate Taylor is going to join us normally on Tuesdays, but because the team wasn't practicing, we decided that we'll do this video with Nate for Wednesday. And we've got our five burning questions, everything from what do you expect from McCole Hardman to which players are you most excited to see on Saturday and which player needs preseason games and to step up and show out to help their case to make the 53-man roster. We've got that and more with Nate Taylor right after this. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, before we get to those five burning questions with Nate Taylor, we do need a quick word right here from our sponsor, DraftKings. Kansas, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 or older and physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements, one per customer. $100 issued as four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. And first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas. All right, now we are going to welcome on 
Nate Taylor from The Athletic, our good friend who we chat with. It had been every Tuesday, going to be Wednesday this week because, again, the Chiefs do not practice. But we've got five burning questions for Nate Taylor, who is not burning up in St. Joe because the temperature has dropped a little bit. How much more bearable is training camp now that it's not 106? It's more about 88 to 90. Yeah, so when Tuesday's practice started, BJ, it was uh, about 78 degrees, which allowed me to wear sweatpants for the first time in camp. This is a mm. true gift in the dog days of training camp. Um, but no, it's it's been it's been fine. Uh, by the way, my family got to come out uh, the last couple That's of days, awesome. so that was uh, that was fun to sort of you know uh, navigate and maneuver them around uh, the grounds here at Missouri Western. So. Uh, if it stays this way, we could end camp on a very high note. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't think that's going to be the case following Saturday's preseason game. Is it supposed to get hot again? Yes. Sadly. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Well, uh, let's get it hot in here. <laughs> let's do the five burning questions. Let's get right yeah. to it. See if we can keep this one under 30 minutes, which nobody seems to think that we'll be able to do. All right. This first burning question. Nate. Who needs preseason games the most to help their cause of making the 53-man roster? Uh, first person that comes to mind is Ronald Jones. Uh, hmm. There's real competition, as we've talked about before, BJ. But, I mean, I think the true star of camp, uh, and, I, and this is kind of a pivot from last week, right? I said, I don't really know if there's a true star, but everybody in the organization has pretty much given – that label to Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Dave Tobe loves him. I I think Brett Veach and the scouting department feel like they found another sort of diamond in that seventh round rough. Um, And look, Andy Reid knows that he can catch the football. And so it's just about seeing it in the game. But if this seventh round rookie is as good as advertised, then that might mean one less spot in the backfield. I think Jared McKinnon has looked very smooth, obviously going into year two in the system. Ronald Jones needs to have a really good preseason um, for a number of reasons. I would say number one is uh, it demonstrates to the coaching staff that, yes, you fit into the system and that they should keep you and retain your services for the regular season. If you play well, too, well, this is a chance for 31 other teams to get a look at you. And so could he potentially be someone that the Chiefs could trade before cut down down August 30th? That's a possibility if he performs well. Um, But I think all of this sort of suggests to me that you know, Ronald Jones is really the newest thing um, from a veteran status within this office that you kind of don't know if he's going to make the team yet. I like Ronald Jones as a player. I'm not sure if he's going to be a great receiver in this in the in the system, um, mm-hmm. but I think he needs to perform well um, in the preseason game. And then I think secondarily, BJ, because we talked to him on Monday, is Josh Gordon. Um, yeah. I don't That's know. I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know where this journey is going to end. Um, it's not looking optimistic at this point. You know, when I did my camp risers and fallers on Sunday, um, Josh Gordon was in the fallers. Uh, he has sort of fallen in the depth chart. He's now running more consistency, more consistently, I should say, with the twos and the threes, not the ones. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's understandable for the coaching staff to say, let's get as many reps as possible of the guys that we know are going to be on the roster, which is mostly first team guys you got a little bit of a mix with like guys like Justin Watson and Therese Fountain with the twos. Um, but they need to see it in a game setting. That was obviously a big, you know, I want to say obstacle when he came mm-hmm. upon the team in the, in the middle of 
regular season last year. It wasn't great. Um, but if he can show something with Chad Henney in some preseason games, I think that can boost his case. And it kind of being a storyline or a sort of a mini headline during that day yeah. on August 30th versus a guy who just really didn't catch on the way that I thought he could have, considering how well he performed in the offseason, especially at the mandatory minicamp in June. Yeah, Dave Tobe wasn't shy about, you know, mentioning Darice Fountain as a player that he likes, and he's talked about his special teams ability, and that was always going to be a tough thing for Josh Gordon if he's not going to be one of those top four guys. Yeah. If you end up keeping six receivers. Last year, I think they just kept five. If you keep six receivers, that those fifth and sixth guys have to play special teams. And I just don't know if that's what Josh Gordon is about. And you have guys like Justin Watson and Darice Fountain who have already kind of made their mark in kind of raising the eyebrows of Dave Tobe. Uh, as far as what they can bring on special teams. So it's definitely something to watch. Uh, and to your point, I, I don't think you, from being there, and I wasn't there, I watched it, but Josh Gordon didn't seem overly optimistic um, when he was speaking with the media about just his entire situation right here. But he's a guy that has shown to be able to make plays at this level. Granted, that was you know years ago now, but yeah. somebody's going to take a chance on that body, that athleticism, if he comes out in the preseason and makes plays. So that'll definitely be a player to watch. Now, let's move on to the second burning question here with Nate Taylor from the athletic go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button if you are watching this and you enjoy this content lets us know that we're on the right track all right Nate I know how much we both enjoy the depth chart coming out and how much stock <laughs> we put into the yeah. depth chart. now again disclaimer it doesn't mean anything Brett Veach did not make this Andy Reid did not make this none of the coaches none of the people on the football staff um coaches are you know, personnel guys made uh, the first depth chart, but that doesn't mean that it's not content, Nate. And it doesn't mean we're not going to sit here and talk about it. Um, if there is one thing that jumped out to you when you looked at the depth chart, what was the one thing that just kind of made you just go, huh, that's interesting? Yeah, it's the fact that McCall Hartman is not wide receiver one or wide receiver two, even though he has the most experience on the roster. And I think McCall Harbin's had a very good camp. Now that's not to say that Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanlon haven't had good camps either. They, they have, I think Juju has probably been the biggest revelation so far where I, I look at the way he can sort of fit in this offense. And I say, Oh, that, that looks, that looks very legitimate. Like I, I think I can trust that I can hold it and I can see it on September 11th against the Arizona Cardinals. But McCall Harbin has a skill set where he can do just about anything in this offense. If you really ask him to, uh, obviously, he's got the deep ball skills, the jet sweep motions. Um, he's getting better at running intermediate routes, which I think has been the biggest sign of maybe growth for him uh, mm -hmm. this training camp. Now, I just look at it and I go, huh, like, I know you signed Juju. I know you signed MVS after the Tyreek Hill trade. Um, mm -hmm. But it was surprising to me that the organization, in some parts, does not consider <laughs> McCall Hardman a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. I think everything else mostly looks similar. I would tell people that like, I do not consider Canard. Uh, um, I don't, I don't consider Darian Canard yeah. the second string right tackle. I, I just don't. Um, yeah. I think the team has been very uh, high on Jaren Christian um, being that sort of swing tackle. I think Andrew Wiley has solidified that spot as the starter at the right tackle spot. Um, on the defensive side, you know, it, it's a bit weird that Rashad Fitton is so deep on the depth chart, but he hasn't practiced. 
I think that's it because the same thing with Lucas Niang being listed yes. at the bottom. I think the guys that are on pup were listed where Fenton was listed as like the last cornerback. And granted that's going to change next week now that he's back out there practicing. But I thought the same thing when I saw it where it kind of caught my eye of Niang being below Kennard. But I think that in for the same point of Fenton is these guys aren't practicing. They're going to list them there. But the one thing on the defensive side, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this particularly, because I thought there was a chance that you might bring this up and and here's another disclaimer. <laughs> We're going to give a lot of these disclaimers about the depth chart. <laughs> it's, they haven't even we played a about preseason this, game yet. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this with uh, snap counts of, you know, Chris Jones played the most snaps of any defensive lineman last year. It was among the most. And he played like 57%. He's barely playing half the snap. So being listed as a starter on a defensive lineman is, you, it doesn't matter. It depends what personnel group you're in and all those things. But it's still interesting to me that Mike Dana was listed as the starter over George Karloftis. And then you could have the thought, well, he's a rookie. They got our Trent McDuffie listed as the starter on the first first team depth chart. So were you surprised somebody has been there every day? That's the one thing of being a beat writer and watching practice every day is you can get the highlights, you can get the nuggets, you can watch, but you get a sense of who's getting most of the first team reps, who is not getting any first team reps and is only working with the second or third team. And it kind of lets you know where guys stand as it relates to Mike Dana, where have you seen as far as his reps? And are you surprised at all that Karloftis wasn't listed as a starting defensive end? Um, I, I would say a little bit, BJ, but you know, Andy Reid and his staff, they value veteran and experience more so than rookies, even if they're taken in the first round. So, so it's not a surprise there. As to, as to what I'm watching every day in practice, I would say it's a full rotation. So in my mind, based on what I've seen so far, I would put George Karloftis as the starter opposite of Frank Clark. Now, I think as we move out of training camp into sort of regular season preparation, that will be Carlos Dunlap. Um, but it's been fascinating to see that Mike Dana has worked both outside and in the interior in ways that um, I didn't necessarily predict when training camp started, and they've only featured it more, which means that they like something as to what Mike Dana can do from a versatility standpoint for maybe, hey, let's maybe slide him inside on a third down. If you're going to have Dunlap and Clark or Clark and or, uh, Karloftis, you know, that's a possibility. Um, but I say they're on a real rotation right now. It's it's an acclimation process for Carlos Dunlap. So he's on the twos right now, um, which mm-hmm. means that it's either Mike Dana or George Karloftis mostly rotating with the ones, maybe sprinkling in a little bit with the twos. And I'm interested to see, BJ, when we come back to St. Joseph after Saturday's preseason game, if Carlos Dunlap will be pretty much inserted into the starting lineup as, you know, with the projected ones, or if they're going to keep this rotation moving forward, because that way they can still increase the number of reps for Karloftis, knowing who the player is in Carlos Dunlap. You don't really need to give him a ton of reps if you know you're going to count on him day one on opening day. Yeah, and for anybody who is going to go up and watch camp, just know that the worst stretch of training camp is after the first preseason game when you get a taste of what it's like not living in a dorm and being away from it and you get to go stay in the team hotel. And they're traveling for the first game up in Chicago and they have to Mm -hmm. go back to training camp for a few days. Uh, It was always the the tough the the worst it's 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 the worst Um, like like um call for what it is if you if you caught Brett Veach in an honest moment he would tell you these are the worst four days of camp right here the the Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday before they break camp and go back to being at home or back to a normal routine a normal regimen 
Um, it's great for fans. So I would say that, you know, if you're still looking to get an autograph from one of these players after a practice, you should really schedule it for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of next week. Um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming the crowd size will get a, get a little less than, than what we saw today or even Monday, where you still see a, a pretty big crowd. But yeah, when yeah. everybody sees the first preseason game, you're just like, okay, like I just, you know, hopefully you've already made it to training camp by then. But if you haven't, um, you might get more opportunity with some of the more prominent players because there won't be that many people um, waiting for them after practice. So there is some benefits to it still. Uh, I know Missouri Western still gets a lot out of it. But yeah, yeah, like anybody in the scouting department, in the equipment department, in the athletic training department will tell you, let's, 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 get, home. let's, <laughs> get, through, let's, let's get through those get last days. Through those last four days. All right. Ned, to wrap up that point, one player that we probably haven't spoke that at least we haven't talked a lot about, I haven't talked a lot about, it's Mike Dana. And that's a guy that if he steps up and he improves and he becomes a guy and a good rotational piece, that just makes that defense that much better. We were all yes. searching for all the answers from everywhere else. A lot of times the answers come from within and, you know, guys get better. Guys develop and, you know, Dana's a perfect example of a young player who has some experience under his belt now, knows what to expect, and we'll see what they see, what Joe Cole and those guys can get out of him uh, and how Steve Spagnuolo can use him. Apparently they're being creative with him, using him, uh, moving him around, so that'll be fun to watch. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, one of the players that you mentioned earlier in McCole Hardman uh, as part of the the third burning mm. question that I've got for you and that Patrick Mahomes said that he expects McCall Hardman to be a big part of this offense this season. McCall Hardman's a guy, I think he's averaged his three years between five and 600 yards receiving. Now, a lot of that is in and around the line of scrimmage, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of the behind the line of scrimmage type plays. And that was something that I think he's heard about because he's talked a lot about now that Tyreek's not healed. We'll see more man coverage. You will see my speed and get down the field, make some plays. What does being a bigger part of the offense look like to you for McColl going into 2022? Uh, I'm going to do it virtually through the route tree, right? It's, okay. it's the nine route. It's, it's just the clear go um, or something that gets to a nine route. If it's a double move and then you're, you know, an out and up basically. Um, I think the, I think the corner route is something that he has the speed and the changeability to really make it work. And they didn't run a lot of corner routes with McCall Hardman last year. Um, I think there's a chance for him to improve in that manner. Um, you know, he's very good on crossing routes. That's usually where he had most of his yak yardage um, when it yeah. wasn't behind the line of scrimmage, you know, the, the play that sticks out to me um, in the win against the Buffalo bills in the divisional round was 
the yeah. play right before the game winning touchdown where it's a clear out and a crosser coming underneath and you give McColl a chance to, you know, take a five yard completion and turn it into an 18, 19 yard completion. So there are ways for him to do that perhaps in this offense. And then I think too, you know, when he was a rookie, when Tyreek Hill was out with the shoulder injury, I believe his first touchdown went on a post route on just mm-hmm. an absolute get up field, get to the middle of the field, let my home see you between all the chaos in the middle. Um, and there's been, I think that's probably his best route in training camp so far is the post route. Um, and so there are ways for him to extend the defense. I think there are some ways that he can ex- use, maybe open up stuff for Skyboard one-on-one opportunities. But this has to be the year where I think given the opportunities, your experience within the system, and knowing that it's a contract year, a 1,000 yards is, is there to be obtained. A thousand receiving yards is my barometer for a very good season for Michael Hardman. Now, if he gets to eight hundred or nine hundred yards, that that's totally competent. That's quality. Um, in a seventeen game season, if you get a thousand yards, um, that should be what his goal is. I don't know what that will do from a touchdown standpoint because Travis Kelsey yeah. still exists and his <laughs> Travis Kelsey is still a Hall of Famer. Um, it's, that's probably been the one of the most joyous things to watch is um, when Travis Kelsey puts it on on a rep. It's like any. It's unlike anything else. I mean, poor Willie yeah. Gay uh, is all I have to say. And Willie Gay's really good at football. And then Willie Gay yeah. goes, "How am I supposed to guard that?" Um, so for McCole, <laughs> I, I get the sense that there will be more variety for him this season, okay. um, which should lead to a bigger output. So, I mean, this wasn't listed here as a question, but I got to bring this up now because Travis Kelsey's getting it. If he stays healthy, these guys, all of this is assuming these guys stay healthy. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's getting a thousand yards. Juju Smith-Schuster is getting a thousand yards. You just said McColl might. MVS. Mm-hmm. MVS is the home run hitter um, who we need to see consistency from because there's been some dips okay. in training camp with some drops. Okay. Uh, if you talk to anybody who's a Green Bay Packers fan, that was really the knock on him and the idea that okay. he was, you know, next to De- to Devontae Adams, a a, a great player. Um, yeah. I just the future think- Hall of Famer, just like Alan Lazard. <laughs> hey man it's it's training camp kids this is the time where we need to boost teammates up we need to alan lazar hey if anybody a doesn't all, know what we're talking pro. about talking about playing with a few Devonte adams saying that he's going from one future hall of famer to another with Derek carr and so when aaron Rodgers was asked about that question he said <laughs> i went from one future hall of famer and Devonte adams to another future hall of famer and alan lazard uh, yeah, yeah. It's so, the best part of media at this point. Just yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, just have fun. Look, with we, look, we saw in a 16 game season that Patrick had over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So it is possible for him to sort of spread this out. Um, yep. But again, 900 to 1,000 yards, I think is 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 a is a fair expectation for Chiefs fans based on what I've seen so far. And again, it's a contract year. I think what Chiefs fans should expect from Mark Westvalde Scanlon is how are you efficiently used in the red zone in short yardage in deep balls? Um, because he's got breakaway speed with that size and that length that he should win every jump ball or the majority of them. He should win a lot of deep balls when it's one-on-one coverage and Mahomes should trust him in that standpoint. And then if everybody's going to give you the attention to Travis Kelsey in the red zone, can we run corners? Can we run out routes? Can we run slants to get you the ball in sort of these post you know, postman matchups, what I like to call them. Like you're basically a postman in basketball and you yeah. just dump it in there. Um, so that's what I could expect from 
Marcos Valdez-Kinley, where he has probably more touchdowns or more big memorable plays, but maybe McColl has more yards that actually moves the team down the field. One thing we've seen from MVS, talk about the drops. We've all seen Trent McDuffie knock the ball out of his hands at least twice that I've seen. And yeah. if we're seeing that, you know who else is seeing that? Everyone he's playing against is going to come after that ball because of what they've been seeing. Uh, one of the other things that we've been seeing, and this is the fourth burning question that we've got for Nate Taylor here uh, as he writes for The Athletic. And if you don't already support The Athletic Kansas City and support Nate's work and everything that they're doing over The Athletic, go ahead and subscribe and take care of doing that and following Nate and all of his work because it is absolutely worth it. Um, is Patrick Mahomes going to attempt a behind the se- behind the back pass this season, Nate? Let's get to the real <sighs> Big J journalist questions. I I don't think so, BJ. I think this is his time know. to just. I just think this is his time to have fun. Like yeah. that's what I do. I, I just want to do fun things with my friends. <laughs> He's stealing our line. You know what? You know what I think is going to happen? I honestly think that at some point he's going to fake a behind this. I think he's been doing all of this and everybody's talking about it. He's going to give one of those little fakes, little shimmies like he did on uh, uh, who was the Rashawn Evans, the Titans mm-hmm. linebacker in the, the oh. run that everybody's watched. And yep. if you watch it, I'm looking like an idiot waving him home on the sideline. Every time I see him, I'm like, I'm such an idiot. But I think it's going to be one of those kinds of things where they do some sort of option on the goal line and he's going to start to do it. And every like linebacker, every defensive player, because you blow these plays up and everybody sees him, he's going to follow it. And he's going to go right in there. And he's like, mm-hmm. I would never throw it behind my back, but they don't know that. That's yeah, what I think going to happen. Look, I don't want to give Patrick secrets away by any <laughs> means, but I just, I just find it hard to do it. Or you've got to be up by two scores and you're dunking on like the Las Vegas Raiders or the it's a lateral. Broncos. Like there's a lot that can go wrong if you don't yes, do that correctly. You throw it left-handed yeah. and it's incomplete or whatever. Like not a big deal. You try behind the back and it catches like your, you know, your yeah the pads on the side or like you know something else. Like a lot can go wrong. I'll, I'll give you like an example. I'll give you an example because I believe this is a home game on the schedule. If they are curb stomping the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> and Pat knows based on Andy Reid's time. And the fact that Chad Haney's out here warming up because they're going to go, you know, they're going to they're going to put in the second team, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, then maybe, maybe he says, well, if I know my snaps aren't going to be 100 percent today and I know we've already secured the victory and I just want to see what it's like in a game setting, then maybe he'll do it against Again, the Jacksonville Jaguars or like the Seattle Seahawks or someone but like Doug Peterson's giving on the sideline. Like that play wasn't in the playbook. Like I've been with coach for a very long time. That play <laughs> of is not of in that course. playbook. Trevor yeah. Lawrence can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, no one should expect this in September or October is what I'm All ultimately right. getting at. And I'm not sure we should. Well, I'm not sure we'll see it in the regular season. There was one play where I saw him do something with the ball that I won't show here. But this yeah. was during the COVID training camp. Um, and I remember asking Pat about it. And he was like, I love that you're watching and that you're attentive. <laughs> Why are you asking me this in, in, in a public mm. setting? Because mm. uh, he was clearly working on it to see if it could be something that he could, you know, unleash in a game setting. He has not done it yet, Chiefs fans. He hasn't done it yet. But if that moment comes, I have the date as to when I saw what? it in the what COVID training camp. And we've got yeah. the date Wednesday, August 10th, KCS and update. We'll come back to this and be like, Hey, you told us that something yeah. was going to happen. 
And as soon as he does it, you come back on and be like, that was it. That's what yep. I was talking about. That, and then that's the whole Patrick that, that, remember that, that you asked. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, the guy remembers just about yeah. anything and everything. So um, yeah. he knows that I know and I know that he knows. <laughs> that's that all sense. you need. All right, let's move on to the fifth burning question here with Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Nice, easy softball one. Just who are you most excited to watch on Saturday? I mean, Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, this is <laughs> – they have built this man on a mountain, and I need to see it for what it is. Like, like, like look, I saw that, like, Albert Breer quoted somebody in the organization. I probably have a good idea who it is. That's Ellie has a Kareem-like ability. And I'm like, have you seen Kareem Hunt? He's very good at football. Um, yeah. Now, look, I saw Isaiah Pacheco stiff arm really gay. Now, it's a full – padded practice the defenders are still at a disadvantage i can't tackle you and take you to the ground as if we're in a game but the stiff arm gave me goosebumps it was like okay maybe some of the things they're saying are true <laughs> like maybe <laughs> just maybe so you know the whole the whole game comes down to like the second quarter and how soon can we get to isaiah pacheco in my mind now <laughs> yes you'll watch Mahomes and the new receivers and you know this and that and like let me see Trip McDuffie or what is George Karloff this bull rust looks like Leo Chanel gonna hurt somebody yeah yeah right but like stop okay he is a seventh round pick who the moment he came into the building I was told saw himself as a star you know how Love rare it. that is you know how we- you know how Go ahead. <laughs> we had a chance to talk to him with the Shrine Bowl. Like, it was cool he's, because as soon as they drafted him, I was like, hey, we got an interview. Like, we got a sit-down interview with this guy. But to your incredible. point, two days, whenever Brett Veach did his pre-draft presser, so what is it, like, mm-hmm. the, the Monday before, whatever it is, earlier in that week, right. he right. said there's a 1,000-yard rusher who's going to be drafted in the seventh round. <laughs> he said that before the draft. <laughs> again, so now it's like, again. was were you talking about Pacheco, or can you please tell me which seventh <laughs> rounder you were talking about? Sometimes an entire front office will place its scouting identity upon one player. And it seems like this group really believes if we're really good at this, like we think we are, we found that guy in Rutgers in the seventh round. Like that's what they're, they're just trying to stunt on the rest of the other scouting departments in the league. Like, let's be honest. But like, I do love the sense that Isaiah, has done just about everything right. I mean, he had one drop today um, in a red zone period that I was like, ooh, it was so striking to me because I had not really seen him make mistakes that maybe a Ronald Jones had made before him or a Jerick McKinnon, you know, didn't have the same burst or, you know, didn't get to his landmark as quickly as maybe the quarterback won, as the quarterback wanted. I mean, look, it was a it was a revolutionary thing when Jody Forson was starting to take snaps with Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes was targeting him so that we could get a look as to how we can use him in the regular season. They're doing that again with a seventh round running back from Rutgers. Like it's you are just, so excited. It's so good. Like, I, I don't know if this is the high before the immediate crash, BJ, but like, you have can't things, brain. <laughs> of course I do. But the thing that like the things that the, the again, the organization believes in and the fact that he's coachable and that he's skilled, He's, as I started to tell some things, he's bigger than Clyde edwards He's faster than Clyde edwards Think about that. So when you, when you start to envision and pair all these traits together, it makes sense. It's why, 
you know, Dave Tobe is basically giving him a roster spot. If you are yeah. the primary kickoff returner, you're on the team. All yeah. he has to do it is show it on Saturday night or in one of the other preseason games. And you'll just you'll just sort of know and you'll just sort of put it down. Um, but this is about a player who truly believes in himself, no matter where he was taken in the draft and a front office. That's like, we can do this better than just about most of the teams in the league. And here's a prime example of why, because you could have had him, whoever team it was in the fifth, sixth and seventh round. And you chose not to do it. So um, the hype is at such an extreme level that I just I just want to see if it's got real substance behind it. I'm sitting here right now in the moment, and I'm sure somebody in the comment section will let us know after the fact, but I can't remember a time since Andy Reid has been in Kansas City that prior to the first preseason game, a seventh-round rookie was guaranteed a roster spot. That's wild. Like, when you really think about it, it's just like, I I mean, yeah, I mean, the way Dave has talked about him and the way Andy talked about him when I asked him the other day, just like, we can like the the quote that I'll take away from what Andy said is that we can work with this was basically what he was trying to <laughs> tell me in all the sentences like fast toughness physical can catch the football we we can work with all these things and so yeah. um, I'm hoping that they feature him a little bit in Saturday's game and then what I really think the plan is is that they'll feature him probably more in the Washington game based on what he does against the Bears. Love it. Love everything about it. That is five burning questions with Nate Taylor. Nate, we are just under 30 minutes, so I'm going to give you one more chance to say goodbye to everybody before we wrap up this show. Seth, we got it done in under 30 minutes, unless his last point here is three minutes long. No, no. You know, every rep counts, guys. That's what camp tells you. You have to get better as camp moves along. Um, so thank you for watching, and just know that we are, we are, we are getting this thing just right, much like the rest of the team is for September 11th against the Arizona Cardinals team that I do not know if they're good. And mm-hmm. that will be fascinating between now and September 11th. I know they have individual talent, but what's it going to look like when they could. put it? Yeah. Uh, Deion, DeAndre Hopkins is a problem, but he's got his Is he going to play? Yeah, he's got his stuff. <laughs> so uh, We will see what happens there, but we've got plenty of time to dissect that. That seems like a very long ways off, but it's only, what, just over a month away, a month and a day. Yep. So we appreciate you, Nate. Uh, as always, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday uh, with us since they've got that four-day stretch and the, the brutal stretch of camp next week. But again, everybody, thank you for supporting what we're doing here at KC Sports Network. Thanks for tuning into this show. And make sure to check out the rest of the stuff that we've got going on here at KC Sports Network, whether it's the 15 chief shows a week that we've got KU, K-State, Mizzou, Royals, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, Go ahead and check that out on the YouTube or find us wherever you listen to your podcast. But we appreciate you all, and we will see you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.